Welcome to Ukulele is the New Black. I'm Meredith Harper and I love to play the ukulele. In this podcast, I talk to ukulele players to find out why they play ukulele, what they love about it and how it's changed their lives. I wanted to play an instrument because musicians are so cool and I wanted to be cool but I found playing an I had a short trip to Auckland recently and I took the opportunity to chat to ukulele player and songwriter Dave Parker. Now Dave's one third of New Zealand ukulele band The Nukes and they've been playing around New Zealand and Australia and other places for about 10 years. I saw The Nukes play last year when I was at the Central Coast Ukulele Festival and I was just blown away by how good they were. They were amazing. So I was really excited by the opportunity to talk to Dave and I was not disappointed. Enjoy. Everybody's playing it. ukulele player introduce yourself oh g'day everyone i'm dave parker and i'm from a new zealand group called the nukes welcome to the podcast and it's lovely to be here in auckland i'm here for one night only and my one thank you and my one night i thought there's nothing i could think of i'd rather do than talk to a ukulele player (laughs) (laughs) so here we are we're a wee bit different over here you know Actually, I don't have a lot of listeners in New Zealand. I don't okay. know if they don't like me or they just haven't discovered me. I'm hoping yeah. it's the latter, in which case well, some of them may I discover I have to admit, you know, your, your uh, message came through on, um, through our website and it was the first I've heard of it. But um, I thought ukulele is the new black. Yeah, that sounds really good. Yeah. <laughs> I love the name. It's yeah. a good name. <laughs> So, um, yes, yeah, so here we are. Um, I have I know very little about you, which is how mm. I like to do these things, mm-hmm. because if I know about you, then we have nothing to talk about. Exactly. <laughs> so I did see the Nukes perform last year at yep. the Central Coast Ukulele Festival, yep. and you were awesome. Um, we will oh, get to thank that. you. <laughs> but before we talk about the Nukes in general, I'll, let's just talk about you. Sure. So tell me... Um, when did you start playing ukulele? Okay, well, um, the Nukes have been together for about 10 or so years, so it was probably about two, maybe three years before that I picked up the ute. Uh, came from guitar, played guitar for many, many years, and uh, yeah, I was, I'm a trained primary school teacher, so I was at primary school thinking uh, I'd like to teach kids you know some music you know where do you start type of thing and uh i'd always kind of had half an eye on the ukulele you know and um i didn't know where to start i bought uh a overpriced um not particularly well made ukulele to begin with which almost put me off Mm. Um, and then, st- you know, just started discovering, oh, you know, the, there are lots of well-priced, uh, pretty well-made uh, instruments, ukuleles out there. And so started to explore it and um, started to teach with it. And that's how I got into it, really. Okay, so you started then, with the, the teaching and then it yeah. kind of... And then it kind of morphed, as it does with many ukulele players. It's like, oh, I've got this you know, nice little six string, but oh, there's a tenor over there. I might pick up one of those. And oh, there's a 
resonator uke, and that sounds really different. And <laughs> the ukulele before you know it, syndrome exactly, kicks in. <laughs> and it's nice. You know, that's a nice aspect of of playing the instrument is is collecting, uh, you know, lots of uh, different different ukes with different character, different you know look about them or whatever. So uh, yeah, I've got a collection. It's probably not large in terms of you know the average ukulele players. I've got about a dozen, I think different ukuleles well that, that's yeah. about right because i have this general ratio that yeah. most ukulele players get one a year oh yeah that's, so that's that's not about right eh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think i'm doing that it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a rule of thumb it's not always correct but it's, it's usually <laughs> well last year was it last year or the year before the, the year you saw us at central Coast, that was last year we also played the sunshine coast ukulele festival which is up brizzy way and um, and I wasn't going to. I was definitely not going to buy a, a ukulele. And then I came across this little um, stall. Uh, what's the guy's name? It'll come to me. And uh, and he had all these fabulous Barren River oh, ukuleles. Oh, they're nice. They're lovely. Yeah. Damn, one was just so nice, and it was a taro patch um, ukulele, and um, yeah, I ended up buying it, and it was, and it's lovely. It's, I, I'm glad I bought it, but um, it was everything I got paid. I basically <laughs> used <laughs> yeah, to buy it because the Barren River ones—they're all handmade, aren't they? They are. Yeah, they're not cheap. I mean, they're worth what you pay for them. But oh, yeah, yeah. They are. yeah, that's not a Carla. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, it's 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 a gorgeous little thing. Yeah. So when did you then move from so primary school teaching mm. kids? Mm. So then when you started not playing there, well, obviously playing aside from that, how did that happen? Where did you go? Did you play in your bedroom or did you find other people? Uh, okay, well, I just yeah, I was. Well, I'm a songwriter, so I started writing songs on the ukulele. <laughs> so that was, you know, um, that's the way it's always been for me. Uh, I learn enough to be able to write a song, basically. And um, I'm not so interested in learning other people's songs. Uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it, it's practical to know, um, you know, well-known tunes. Uh, when it comes to teaching, you know that's your, that's your go-to. Yep. But the thing I love is is writing songs. So I started writing songs, and uh, I'm also involved with a, a festival in our local area, and I was involved in a, an event which needed an MC, and uh, and I knew a local guy, a bit of a raconteur, called Dave Thiel, and I asked him to to MC this particular event and he said yes and that he would be uh, playing a bit of uke during uh, during his like little um, you know little segments and just as a little novel thing to do and so I said well I'm picking up the uke I, I, um, I'll, I'll join you perhaps and um, and he be, like as the group came to developed he became snapper so oh yeah. i didn't know snapper had an actual name <laughs> yes, that's right that's his actual name <laughs> i've 
Of course, yes. And right. um, and it, and we took the, the the nickname from one of his songs because I'm Dave as well. You see, you don't want oh, a trio. Of yeah, a yeah, trio, yeah. you do not yeah, that, want two Daves. That's more than fifty percent Daves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, he became Snapper. In the meantime, while this of you know this event is kind of uh, being organised. I stumbled across Ben Collier, who was the third member of the of the Nukes and still is in the Nukes. And he was playing a little tune uh, while he was working. And I thought, boy, he's he's he way better than me on ukulele. And um, you always want to play with someone who's a little bit better than you. And I just sort of straight off the bat put it to him, you know. Um, me and this other guy, you know, we're going to be hosting this event. You know, do you want to join us? And uh, I think maybe maybe uh, something about me being like sort of lowered his defences and just thought on the spur of the moment, yeah, okay, all right, I'll give it a go. And um, and so that's when that group started, and that's really how I sort of started developing my ukulele skills. Really, I was pretty much a rank beginner been fiddling around with it for a couple of years so um, when we started getting together that's that's when we started to develop skills as as ukulele players really and we're all on we were all on sopranos at that stage so or was it tenors i can't remember well, we must have been tenors because we called ourselves the three tenors. <laughs> <laughs> we called ourselves the three tenors, which then became the Nukes. Yeah. Um, so then the Nukes then, I guess, just evolved from there. So yeah, it is. Um, yeah. And obviously you've learned to play quite well because yep. I heard you do it. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, um, well, right from the start we decided... We, on that first event, we did a uh, we did do a cover. We did a cover of Burt Bacharach's "Close to You." Oh, that would you be know. fantastic! Why <laughs> do those <only> appear? Yep. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> really difficult <laughs> if you're going to do a cover. You know, I wouldn't recommend doing a Burt Bacharach. Yeah, he, <laughs> he goes quite complicated, doesn't it he? It was really complicated, yeah. and and there were like a, it was. And we tried to do it with harmony as well. And there were lots and lots. Do you know that film Spinal Tap? Yes. Yeah, yeah. There were lots of Spinal Tap moments. <laughs> and we had... Not the cucumber, I hope. <laughs> the cucumber no. in foil, not that one. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, good. No, that came later. The, um, yeah, the song was, was tremendously hard. But we had great fun, you know. And I had a tune, Snapper had a tune, and Ben had a tune. And, you know, that... That sort of that was the basis of our uh, you know of our performance, and um, it, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. We would alternate having dinner at each other's places once a week and um, work up these tunes and um, drink lots of beer. We decided we were a beer band, and um, <laughs> you know it was just a really good chemistry right there from the beginning, really, and. So we decided that we'd, you know, from that those small beginnings, we'd, we'd write more material and build a kind of, maybe uh, we had some vague idea that we would build some sort of show. So all three of you write? 
all three of us. That yeah. helps, doesn't it? It really does, yeah. Yeah. And even Mike, who's come on board as a new member, he's also a songwriter. So, you know, we've integrated um, some of his material into our show. So it songwriting is really, you know, that's my buzz. You know, that's what I really love because you have a clean slate. It can be anything you want it to be, you know. So you can slow it down, speed it up. You can take a part of the arrangement out. You can add something new and you can fit two bits of original material together. Um, you know, it's really very, very creative experience. So uh, that's what I've always been into since since I picked up a instrument, really. So seeing as we're talking about songwriting, mm. this could be a good segue for you to... Okay. And maybe, maybe one of those earlier ones. Okay. And before we do, we just want yeah. to mention this ukulele you have because it has, it has a special string on it. Yeah, it does. So, um, so we started, you know, I started on soprano, then we went to tenor ukulele. With only three of us, you know, with the high, happy-sounding ukulele you, you do need something to ground it so you need bass and we didn't really want to go out none of us wanted to play the bass and none of us wanted to add another person because three seemed like a good number was a practical number and and so you know i i thought well maybe this a, a solution with my uke i had a carla it was an entry level tenor carla and uh, you can still buy them today, exactly the same ukulele. And I put a guitar string on it and tuned it down to uh, two, two octaves. So um, it's still a G, but it's down two octaves. Usually you go down one octave, but it's not low enough to get a bass note. And so I f- f- fitted the, uh, the um, guitar string and it seemed to work and that's what kept me that's what held down the base for the first couple of years and then a guy called Bevan Galbraith who's in a legendary New Zealand ukulele group, you may not have heard of them Meredith, they're called the Big Muffin Serious Band and that's such a good yeah. name <laughs> and they're like really unique individuals um, who uh, play fantastic music there's a lot of uh, comedy in their in their routines, but there's also some virtu- virtuosity as well, which is a nice mix. If you're, yeah, you you might be taking you, you might be taking the Mickey, but if you're also like laying down some seriously good music, you know, yeah. and and they were the the benchmark for us, and um, and Bevan Galbraith, being the clever uh, clever guy that he is said I can make you a better one than the one you've got not to put down the Carla but it really wasn't built for that and so he made me this Captain ukulele and it's um, it's the four strings and it's G C E A just the regular and you can hear you can hear there the although I'm not plugged through my proper amplifier you can hear that I'm holding down some bass there on. So it's da 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 da. Yeah, but it's down two yeah, octaves. So, so that's where it normal. is. So I um, 
So one of my earliest songs was a song inspired by the ukulele coming down from Hawaii down to Aotearoa, New Zealand. Um, so I just imagined a boat, you know, it's a fictitious boat coming down, sailing down through the Pacific and someone strumming a ukulele essentially. So um, I named the boat Island Queen and so I'll play you a little bit of that. So it goes like this. With the warm breeze behind her, nothing can be finer about a dancing upon a diamond sea, upon Pacific water. She is the ocean's daughter. My beautiful island queen Island queen is dancing Away across the ocean Island queen she seems To know her way I never find cause to doubt her She is the ocean's daughter My beautiful island queen From Hawaii to Tahiti Fiji to Samoa to that pearl of the Pacific Aotearoa Aotearoa With the warm breeze behind her Nothing could be finer My beautiful Island Queen My beautiful Island Queen So nice. Were <laughs> you on a Pacific the, shore somewhere? Yeah, it's got such a lovely island sound to it. Yeah. And, and that, that um, bass does really work, doesn't yes, it? Yes, it does. And yeah. just gives it a little bit more body. Mm. You know, so that's my role in the group really is um, keeping the bass um, locked down. So sometimes you're able to do it with within the chord. So I'm doing a lot within the chord there. Um, but sometimes I I sometimes sometimes just playing the bass note. Depends what else is going on in the group, you know. Yeah. It, it's fun. It keeps me busy, you know. And I used to, when Snapper was in the group, I also had a stomp box. 
so I really truly was the rhythm section mm, yeah. so I had to like stomp with one foot and play the bass and, and what else whatever else on the so I felt a little bit like a one man band and um, when uh, Snapper decided to retire from the band I thought I'd retire from the stomp box <laughs> <laughs> so we got a percussionist and Oh, which okay. made a big difference, right. yeah. So, so is that a fourth person? or? Well, it's a fourth person when we do play with Snapper, which actually isn't often at the moment. Oh, but, but he does we still do, sometimes. We do intend to, to um, still play some gigs together, yeah. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, watch out, really, for the special announcements. They will come. <laughs> but, um, but essentially, uh, you know, it's a new three-piece. Um, with the addition of Snapper occasionally. So now that you've got a different lineup. Mm-hmm. So Snapper leaving, did that was that was that expected? Was that a We've been together a long time. You know? We were together like ten years. That's a long time for a group. I mean I think maybe the Beatles were getting together for ten years. <laughs> I don't know. With Ringo I don't think they were together that long. I think they were Ringo came in like nineteen sixty end of 63 or something so it was it was has always been an interesting chemistry the three of us with Ben in the middle the moderate one and um snapper and I on on sort of not polar opposites but you know uh, snapper was the interesting one and the um more the sort of the performer Whereas I'm, my natural state is a little bit more kind of studious with, you know, working on the songs and the parts and all that sort of thing. And I think in the end, those elements kind of just rubbed up against each other a bit too much. Um, Also, we had a lot of work last year, especially towards the end of last year, because we've been together for 10 years and we wanted to make it like a 10th anniversary type thing. Uh And I think we just loaded a little bit too much pressure on ourselves. And sometimes it can be good just to let things kind of roll along and not kind of push, push, push. And I'm a little bit of the push, push kind of variety. And Snapper was definitely of the let's just let it roll kind of variety. And and I think it just overtipped the apple cart somewhat. And so, yeah, we have all remained friends and the intention is that we will do some more gigs together. Uh, We did a gig earlier on. We did a festival earlier on this year together and that was really cool. And I think I could see us doing more of that kind of thing. But um, for the day-to-day going on the road and all the things involved with that, you know, he kind of just got over it, really. So is this a full-time thing? Do you, you don't still no. have a day job? Do you still have a day job? Yes, I do. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. So Ben works at an uh, instrument importer in Auckland. They bring in uh, ukuleles and guitars, Martin guitars. And, uh, and I'm actually a trained primary school teacher. So I do relief teaching, which is really great. That makes it's sense. It's very flexible. And so... Um, you know, at the moment, um, we've just done a festival down in the South Island, but my intention is for this next term is not to do a lot of playing. We do a little bit of writing, and we're we're working on 
some kind of behind the scenes type stuff, rebuilding the website. We're, we're pitching an idea to TV New Zealand uh, for like a kids ukulele uh, based tutorial um, series. So we're working on those kinds of things and, um, yeah, just regrouping a little bit, you know. I think it's good to take a little bit of time. It was all a little bit mad last year, to be honest with you. I just felt a little bit burnt out. We're a ukulele group, for God's sake, you know. It's like, <laughs> let's just relax a little bit, you know. That's right. And, it's um, the definition of ukulele group. Exactly. Be, and you don't want to loose. <laughs> exactly. And it should be. It should be that way. But we do want to make good music, you know. We want to make good music. And we were making great music with Snapper, you know. We had great chemistry. But we all kind of mutually agreed it had kind of run its course the way it was. And that's just life, really, you know. You can't, these things can't go on forever. We did have some fantastic nights. We made three, three albums that, you know, I feel really proud of together. Lots of original songs, lots and lots of laughs, and um, made a lot of friends. You know, in terms of a bucket list, you know, at the at the beginning, if I, you know, at the beginning, I thought, if I, if we could tour New Zealand and we could maybe record an album or two, um, and do some concerts, that would do it. That would be enough for me. And, you know, you do those things and you think, well, maybe we could do, you know, another tour or we could go to Australia or we could go to England or something like that. Um, and it's good to have goals. Um, but I think that it just, it will, it actually weighed our little group down a little bit, you know, and, and uh, upset the chemistry somewhat. So there were lots of various reasons. But in the end, we just decided, well, let's call it, let's call it a day and let's stay friends if we can and, and do some stuff in the future. So that's where we've kind of left it. And we're also very lucky. Ben and I were incredibly lucky to run across well, an old acquaintance of mine who's, who plays some uke, but he also plays percussion and has got a great voice and was available and interested in being involved in the group. So it's all the things. You know, we've we'll you know we've developed a whole new thing, and I, I still had energy for it, and Ben did too. We've got a great working relationship, and I didn't really want to um, didn't want to lose that. Music's such an important part of my life, and I love making music with other people. And I'm not really so comfortable as a solo performer, and. Um, you know, it's fun. It's fun to travel somewhere and uh, meet new people and uh, pl- play a concert or two and with other people yeah. in a group. I find that somehow that sort of on-the-road um, atmosphere, I guess, is, yeah. is it's nice, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It's really, really good. I like it a lot. So that's the way it is for us, really. So, um, yeah, end of one chapter, beginning of a new yeah. one. But we, we, haven't, um, we haven't sort of cut, cut ties with what we were doing before. So we, we still you want to have Snapper involved from time to time and also use some of the material that we've written 
previous to having this new lineup. So we've been working on new material, lots of new material, but we also still, like Island Queen, for instance, we still play that. You know, we, we will open a show with that kind of a song, you know. So, bit of the old, bit of the new, you know. Yeah. It's a pretty good balance, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So maybe you want to play me something else. Do you okay. have something that's new? <clears throat> yeah, sure. I've uh, got a few new songs. Um, I wrote the song recently. Um, do you write songs yourself, Meredith? I wrote my theme tune. That's all I've ever written. Fabulous. <laughs> well, it's always good to have a reason to write something, I think. Well, that's actually my thing. Is I, I, I think I'd love to write a song, but I never think, I don't know what to write one about. And mm. I guess with the theme tune, well, obviously I had something to write about. And it was totally audible. If anyone, well, everyone who listens to this podcast has heard my theme tune, theme tune it is 100% true yeah. um, I didn't make it up yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I love the idea of writing songs but I yeah. think I just don't seem to get the, the muse but one of these days I think when I don't maybe perhaps one day when I'm not spending so much time doing a day job yeah. I might have a bit more time just to go into yeah, it it's an energy and time thing a lot of ways but I think you can always come up with ideas you know and I'm, I've got you know a dictaphone well, this is my iPhone with a sort of the um, memo yep. recording. I, I don't know how many songs I've got on there, but you know, many of them don't kind of make it to the stage. But you, it's just the practice of of writing. I, I'm always writing material. Always, um, I just love it, you know. And yeah, it's it's a bit of a mystery. Some of it's exercising it's like you know you can't run a race without sort of training for it or something you know and so um a a lot of my songwriting is kind of trying different stuff and seeing how you know chord progression might work or how a particular melody might work um you know a certain theme might work and sometimes when i'm in a really uh, creative space I might get uh, a tune that might just pop into my head. And um, I've written a few songs recently that I've actually literally kind of been dreaming. So I'm dreaming, I'm dreaming a song, and then I slowly, I'm kind of becoming aware that I'm actually seeing a song being played. And I've recently had two of my absolute idols playing a song in a dream right and then I slowly become aware that oh such and such is playing a song hold on this is a dream it can't be it can't be their song maybe this can be my song so it's really interesting yeah so I wrote a song about it um, at the beginning of the year so I'll play that for you now it's called Simon's Song and it goes like this Sounds of Paul Simon now rose from a dream and it was soothing and warm. The night was moving toward dawn. 
With the sun not yet risen, Simon's song in my head Swimming in rhythm, I rose out of bed And then I crept to the lounge room And I picked up a pen And then I strummed out these two chords And I quietly sang Was it a gift of the night, a bolt of heavenly light, or was it simply sing Simon playing his song that I tried to remember and got the melody? I'm telling it true To steal a song's nothing new This could be a tune by Paul Simon That I'm playing to you Was it a gift of the night, a bolt of heavenly light, or did I simply see Simon singing his song that I tried to remember and then got the melody? Wrong. I'm telling the truth To steal a song's nothing new This could be a tune by Paul Simon That I'm playing to you Imagine Paul Simon singing. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's oh, that's nice of you to say that. Well, that's the conceit of the song, you see. Yeah, it's. I quite that, like that kind of meta. It's sort yeah. of song. Of, yeah, no, it's good. It's yeah, great. yeah, it's like a song about dreaming about a song. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it just tickled me, and I, literally, I did get up. It must have been about four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Sometimes you just have to do that. You know, you've got. You've got this tune in your head and an idea and you're not conscious enough to try and rationalise it too much. So to get up and just write it, you know. And you're not going to get back to sleep until you do anyway. No, it's going to be difficult. But sometimes you do and you think, I remember that. 
it's really that's a nice idea and I'll remember it and you go back to sleep and you do not remember it yeah, yeah it's the way because of... inspiration is just that it's 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 that moment it's that spark and if you don't capture it right there and then that's it you don't get it again you know so I'm often recording stuff even if I don't have an instrument I'll you know we just did a trip recently actually and I had my phone with me I didn't have an instrument and uh, I had an idea so I just sing it into the <laughs> it's t- you sing it into your phone and then you listen to it like uh, maybe four weeks later you think I, I can't like I can't tell the key signature I don't know what's going on with it um, so, but sometimes it's it's um, there's enough there there are enough clues in what you've left to to maybe pursue something and work on something yeah Yeah. right well it's time for that question now ah Ah. okay hold on i'll just brace myself (laughs) (laughs) how has ukulele changed your life hmm crikey okay well i mean music changed my life when i was in my early teens um you know, music. I, I had a pretty screwball kind of family set up, and music was basically, you know, I discovered the Beatles. You know, end of story, basically. And then, and then, won a guitar in a talent contest. I did a comedy routine with a friend of mine. Ended up winning a guitar, and and then discovered music like playing music and writing music so you know that really that was a big one for me but you your question is about ukulele and um i just you know i just loved the 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 kind of charm of it and the fact that it's such a um you're not meant to make music on it in a lot of ways. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but, but, but that, that, I'm saying that in the in a kind of uh, uh, in the sort of most. Um, it, it's not meant to be that funny, although it is funny, and people think that a lot of musicians, you know, in, inverted commas, think that it's um, it's too quirky and it's too novel to actually make real music on. And that's still kind of like a little bit of its, you know, its profile. But I kind of like that. You know, it's the underdog. It's the (laughs) underdog of stringed instruments, you know. And I like that. I like the underdog. I like rooting for the underdog. And, you know, for me, uh, you know, it's opened up a whole world of opportunities um, that I wasn't getting before. You know, you can be an average guitar player and be playing in a, a corner bar somewhere and everyone's ignoring you. Or you can do something interesting on a ukulele and people go, oh, oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah, well, what are you doing there, you know? And um, it's a whole community of people that are um, enjoying the instrument, young and old. You know, you can be, be at a, a, a gathering and there'll be an old kuya somewhere you know like a, a respected maori elder of some sort you know uh, and and she'll say oh you know give me that ukulele and i'll play this waiata you know and so it kind of breaks down 
breaks down barriers, um, is a very social instrument. Uh, and I found it to be a very creative instrument too. You know, it has limitations, but I really like the fact that it's got limitations. If it didn't have limitations, I wouldn't have come up with a low G, G the lowest the lo- G the string. Low, low G. The lowest G string in New Zealand, <laughs> maybe the world, to play bass, you know. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I found that it's been, um, you know, it's just been a fabulous instrument. My go-to instrument for, you know, a dozen years now, and it, before that was the guitar, you know. But I don't really play guitar so much anymore because I'm just sort of fallen, fallen under the charms of the ukulele, you know. Is that does that answer your question? Yes, yeah. totally does. Yeah, that was a very comprehensive answer. Thank you. Well, <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thanks, Mary. Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. Excellent. Yeah, enjoy your stay in New Zealand. I will, and and tell your New Zealand friends about my podcast. I will do. <laughs> Ukulele is in your black. Lovely. If you haven't heard by now, I've started a Patreon to help me cover expenses like hosting and paying royalties to performers and songwriters. So yes, all the music played on this show is legal. But beyond that, your support lets me know that you value the show and that it's worth all the time and effort it takes me to make it. All my monthly supporters get an exclusive ukulele as a new black green decal. It'll look great on a ukulele case, and you can't get them anywhere except via Patreon. That won't cost you much more than a cup of coffee, but if you donate a bit more, you can get your name in the show notes, or you could even get me to play a ukulele cover of the song of your choice. Go to patreon.com slash ukulele is a new black to find out more and become a supporter. I wanted to play Ukulele is the New Black is produced by me, Meredith Harper. I wrote the theme tune and it was performed by me, Jasmine Fellows, Jeff Skellums and Jim Croft. Seb Carrero does the graphic design. If you want to find out more about the Nukes, you can go to their website, www.thenukes.co.nz and also check out the Ukulele is the New Black YouTube channel. That has a playlist with songs relating to this episode and in fact to every other episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please give it a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps other people find it. Episodes are released every second Monday, and you can subscribe pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. I'll be back with another episode in two weeks. Because it's the new black. So this song's called uh, Simon's Song. Two, three. I'm counting myself in. Did you hear that? (laughs) Two, three, four. Cause it's the new black